Hello, welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrity, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passion, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise up. That's right, rise up and jump over those small obstacles, those big obstacles they call, want you to trip over. Don't trip over nothing when you listen to Money Making Conversation. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is a serial entrepreneur. Mental health advocate, certified life coach, and global motivational influencer. She is the founder of New Leaf Number One, which is a which is a veteran-owned. She's from uh, U.S. Army, veteran-owned premium CBD store that uses organic and vegan products. All products can be purchased without a prescription. Please welcome the money-making conversation. The founder of New Leaf Number One, Jacquees Jennings. Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing? Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. So you Georgia bred, you Georgia bred and born, right? Georgia bred and born. I am from Atlanta, born in uh, Georgia Baptist. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now you served some time in the army. That's why we had that note about is a veteran owned premium. My my younger, my oldest, my, my I have two. Uh, my youngest brother he served in the army and i have my nephew he has a very popular barbecue stand called big six domino he served time in the army and i so i'm a, I'm a fan of the military i had a big air national guard contract where i held all the recruitment and retention for the air national guard so i like to believe that uh i'm an advocate for the army talk about your uh, military experience and how important it was it was to you at that time and how you use what you learned from it into your everyday life today Wow. Um, I I joined the military short after high school. I tried the college thing, but I'm one of those individuals that think outside the box. So okay. I'm like, I needed to figure out life because I had moments where I was in school and it was teaching things that was not applying to my actual realistic life at that moment. Right. And so... I decided that um, I wanted to take the route as, you know, through the military just to see the world, just to experience different things. Because when you come from a background where it's not properly set up for you, you have to figure things out. You can't always do the blame game. Right. Right. And so I decided to go into the military. I did four years active duty. And that was a journey. I've seen so many things. Um, what, what did you What did you train at in the army? Where about what part? You so, from Atlanta, Georgia? Where did you go to train? South Carolina. And you were stationed so Fort where? Jackson. I was Fort. In, I was stationed at Fort Lewis, which is in Seattle. Right, right. So you went from the south, trained mm-hmm. in South Carolina, and next thing mm-hmm. you know, you're in Seattle, Washington, which is really a different <laughs> part of the country. Uh, rains a lot. Beautiful part of the country, a lot of woods up there, kind of like Georgia. Georgia has a lot of woods down here. Tell us about that 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 experience of being in a. That's what I love about travel. Travel exposes you to a lot of different things, different different cultures, different eating habits, and all that. Tell us about that journey. You know, going to at that moment, I had never been 
anywhere, to be honest with you. So it was a it was a shocker to me because going to Seattle is completely different from the South. One hundred percent. Nothing is the same. The restaurants is different. The people there, the culture is different. The walk of life and the mentality is different. So I had to change as I was there because I was so used to my way. I was so used to what was introduced to me that I had to learn new things. I had to, you know, have a different taste palette because, you know, the food was different. Um, the ways that they do things was quite different. And as I was going through my journey in the military, I was tested so many at so many times because it's different. You go through things that you can't speak on. Um, you experience things that's going to change you forever. And the one thing that I truly appreciate from the military was the genuine friendships I was able to build. It wasn't a color. It was just humans that just built a connection. And that was considered your family, your right. battle buddies. Absolutely. And so I went through so many things, but I also lost a lot of friends too, you know? Mm -hmm. right. And so it puts you in a different um, perspective on life. And it also teaches you how to rise above, grow up and let things go. So, you know how a, a normal people hold grudges. Right. Once you go through the military, you learn how to let that stuff go because people's lives are not promised. Mm -hmm. You're not promised to see somebody the next day. Mm -hmm. So you have to let things go very fast because you want to enjoy those moments that you have and those experiences that you have with people because life is not just pretty. You know, I understand that sometimes social media and TV will put on these different perspectives as if this is how life is. That's completely not true. Mm -hmm. You know, that's entertainment. It's a difference between entertainment and reality, right? Absolutely. So I was going through the journey and, um, while I was in the military, I went through a really dark moment. You right. know, I, it was depression. a lot going was it on. Depression. depression. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, it was a lot going on. It was, you know, very controversial. It's the same things that happened inside of, the real world happens in the military, whether it's race, whether it's anything else. You, you go through a lot of things inside the military that is not truly spoke on. But it, it truly will develop you mentally and it will give you a sense of dedication, hard work, and a sense of respect for a lot of different cultures, right? right. But as I was going through the journey, I went through a dark moment of depression because here I am, I'm a young female you know, just turning 21, I moved away. I don't have no friends, no family, nothing. And I'm in a whole nother, on the other side of the world. And I'm going through things by myself. And it got to a point where I couldn't pick up the phone and call my mama or call my brothers or tell them what was going on. Because if I did, I would have stressed them out and they couldn't save me. They couldn't come pick me up. They couldn't remove me from my situation. So I had to go through it. And um, I remember going through those moments of depression. And let me tell you this. I didn't know what depression was. I heard about it. I read about it. But it was like something that you read about. But until you go through it, you don't understand it. Because the fight is getting out of depression. See, it takes you a minute to sink into depression because half of the time you don't even realize you're depressed. You're going through things and you think that's just a part of life. But once you get in it and you recognize it, it's a battle just trying to get yourself out of it. And I remember that moment that I, I was able to truly define what depression was mm -hmm. and how I was able to get out of it. I remember one day it had got to the point where I would just get up and go to work right. and then sleep. 
Right. All I did was one thing I knew how to do was go to work. But after that, I would sleep my days away. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one day and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, you either going to kill yourself or you're going to push through. And when I felt when I said kill myself, I'm not saying literally I'm talking about mentally right. because you have so much to offer. And sometimes we get caught up in our own illusions, our own thoughts that we start to create these different things, create these different methods. Or we'll start thinking that people feel this way about us, not knowing that they're going through their own things as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll start projecting stress, projecting different things that we're going through. And so I told myself, I have too much to offer. I'm an amazing individual. Look at all these people that are counting on you. (laughs) Look at all these people that come to you for advice. You are somebody. You mean something to somebody. Now you got to dig deep inside and start to have that value for yourself. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that, that's how I got out of it. And so that is how I got to the point of wanting to uh, write a book called Life After Depression. Wow. Um, When I when I hear you talk about um, depression, you know, I don't want this to be about, um, you know, dark moments in your life because your life is upbeat. You're a motivator. You you you're willing to step and tell your sincere side of your story, which I think is important because a lot of people right. don't want to tell that story. They want to like make it right. Oh, everything's good. Everything's good. And because you got to, everything's not good. My life is not perfect. And so on this show, I'm willing to tell, expose my flaws and my success stories yes. as well. Yes. And so that's why I wanted to talk about the military because a lot of young people make these decisions to go into military. When I was doing the recruiting and retention for the Air National Guard, it was, you know, I, I, I remember I had an opportunity when I came out of high school to get a scholarship to attend the MIT um, school. And when it came to, you know, uh, the whole thing about uh, serving your country and the potentially losing your life in the service of your country, that that backed me back. And so because that's a that's a big decision to make, that you're willing to, you know, expose yourself in a position in the defense of your country to give up your life. Did you understand that when you were, in, you know, uh, enrolling in, in registering for the military, or it was just something you just wanted to do? Absolutely not. Um, um, I was told a million dreams from um, recruiter. Um, cause, but you got to understand. Now that I'm an adult, I understand they had a job to do as well. They, you know, it's a is a reason why they're recruiting. They have to recruit a certain amount of people to keep that job, or mm-hmm. else they back to active duty. So. I was told so many things. Oh, my God, you're going to get to go to school. You're going to get to do this. You're going to get to travel around the world. And if I could just give advice to anybody, let me tell you something. If someone decides to go into the military for the right reasons, I say absolutely go for it. I don't know about right now, right now, but I'm just saying, you know, if you decide to do it, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Make sure your core values go along with what you're trying to do. Because I went in just wanting to escape my life. I mm-hmm. wanted to escape the streets. I wanted to escape things. I wanted to just, you know, become a better person for my family. But I should have still dug deeper on the main reasons of what was going to be my motivation when I got there. Because you don't know what you're going to be faced when you dropped off. And that bus stops mm-hmm. and they tell you to get off that bus. That's when things get real. Right. Life for you is completely different. So it was a journey from stage one to stage two to going to different places, going to Virginia, 
having to go to sleeping quarters, having to share quarters with hundreds of people, having to have your personal space taken away from you. It's a mental journey that you have to go through and you have to be ready for it. Wow. Now you're up in Seattle. Now you're back in Atlanta. You have a very successful vision. It's a CBD store. What exactly is a CBD store? What is that? So CBD is called cannabinoid. Um, it is one of the top ingredients in a marijuana plant. So basically, I am in the marijuana industry, if you want to look at it from that perspective. Um, inside of my store, um, we have products that does not have TAC products inside of it. But we're also going to be coming out with a line that has THC because we understand how certain individuals need it. Mm -hmm. CBD is cannabinoid and our endocannabinoid system has receptors for CBD, which is crazy because why wasn't this always legal to us? Mm -hmm. Why did it take so long is the question that so many people have because CBD has saved so many lives, whether mm -hmm. it's a person who has anxiety, depression, epilepsy, autism, diabetes, you know, pain. So it's just a revolution. It's amazing. It's one of the most amazing products that I have ever been introduced to. And how I got into the business was a unique journey for me. Okay, now, you know, you're gonna, just going to set, it's going to make that statement. You're just going to stop talking. And, and you know yeah, you know it. how to talk. Come on now. It was a new, unique, I, a unique journey for me. Period. I had to, I had to pause on it. So what, <laughs> I had, what happened was when I was um, starting to get out the military, right. being in Seattle, um, there's nothing but dispensary. So marijuana is legal there. Okay. And so, I, you know, I never been a part of a state where people smoke marijuana and still went to work on time. It did not change nothing. Everybody was around it. They had marijuana in hot sauce, lotions, um, candy. It was everything. And people was functioning as if and it, the dispensary was a size and target. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like walking in, getting what you need, leaving and going about your day. And so I started to, you know, learn it and really find out the math behind it. And I remember one day my mom was in pain. And she had went to the doctor, you know, they'd be giving out all these pain medicines. So I took the label, I gave her some pain cream and I took the label off and I said, oh, mama, they gave me this. And I told her to try it and it worked. Right. And it was nothing but uh, CBD, you know. And so I just had to let her know sometimes it takes for us to try something different. Just because a man tell you to take a pill don't mean you got to take it. Right. You got to just step outside the box and start doing research on what you're intaking in your digestive system. Right. And so as I was going through it and I was learning the business, um, I started working for this great um, corporate company and I was doing so well in that corporate company. They moved me to another place, which back to the South, which where marijuana CBD was no longer legal. Mm -hmm. Now, as I was going through my journey, um, one day I went to the doctor um, the eye doctor and I needed some new glasses because I was still using the glasses from the military. And the lady told me <laughs> that the pressure in my eyes was so, was so strong that it was, if I'm either on drugs or something is wrong. And mm. I'm like, ma'am, I'll let you know if I did some weed or something, but I don't do drugs. You know, I don't do drug drugs. You know, that's just not what I do. <laughs> now, so, what's, what's drug drugs, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't do that other shit. Right, we right. We don't do no, you, you know, you do no a little, coconut. We don't, right, we don't do right, that. right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I ended up going to go get an MRI 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I later found out, I got a call one day. I was sitting at home. I got a call, and the doctor was on the phone. And they were sounding so stressed out that they made me stress. They was like, you know, Miss Jennings, um, we wanted to see if you have some time to talk. And I'm like, what's up? And it was like, uh, we wanted to let you know that you, we found that you had a pituitary gland tumor. The size is large, and we might have to do brain surgery. Mm. Man, I'm young. My heart dropped, you know. I remember everybody's just in the living room. I'm crying. I'm like, I just, the feeling just came back. I was crying. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take all my money, go to Africa, travel. You know, my life is over. First of all, first of all, you should go take all your money, go to Africa. That's, that's what got me laughing. All of, you got the Caribbean, you got Hawaii, you got a uh, Mexican Riviera. I'm just going to take all my money, go to Africa, Rashawn. That's what I'm going. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. And I remember my mom told me, she said, girl, she said, you are stronger than that. She yes. said, first of all, them doctors don't have the last say, so when you need to look more into your situation. Right. And so at that moment, at that moment that they told me that I started to make myself sick, stress mm. started to build up, my my thoughts started to change. And once again, that whole little circle roller coaster was there until I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this to myself. So I started to talk to the doctors, do more research. And then to find out that the doctor that called me with the information was a a doctor that was in training, first of all. Mm. So that was the wrong, that was the wrong procedure there to have someone in training to call me and deliver some news like that. And Mm so as, the journey went, I mean, I can't even count how many MRIs I didn't have, but to find out by the grace of God, my tumor was benign. So right. cancer free. Mm-hmm. Um, as time went by, I started doing my whole, my own holistic ways, CBD, different things like that. And I went back, the tumor was not growing. They was like, well, Miss Jennings, you, you're fine. We're just going to keep monitoring. And at that moment, I started to notice that you are the creator. You create those thoughts. And you create what mindset you're going to be in when the doctor tell you bad news. They do not have the last say so. Mm. So at that moment, that's when I'm like, wow, CBD came back to me again. Mm-hmm. Remember, I'm like, okay, I left it, went to, started a whole new thing because I couldn't do that dispensary. I'm in a state where it's not legal. Now the CBD part comes back to me. And then as time went by, 2018 came the farm bill passed. Now CBD is legal in Georgia and we can sell up to 3% THC. So as I, you know, was doing well and I was transferring, you know, going to different places, my last location where I got transferred from my job was Atlanta, my hometown. And I remember having all these employees. I had did very well for myself and I had so many people that would come to me for advice. I had my peers. I was helping people come up with their plan B and C. And I'm like, you over here speaking life into everybody else. What are you going to do for yourself? Mm-hmm. How are you going to manifest things for yourself? And so that's when I started to create new leaves. And one day I, I was sitting in my office. I picked up my purse. I locked the door and I never returned back to corporate. And after that, I made a decision that I'm going to live for me. And I had so many people telling me, I can't believe you quit that good job. I can't believe what you're going to do. How you going to eat? What, what, I always, people tell me that all the time. What is a good job? Man, I don't even know what that I, means. I don't even know what that means. Because to me, I was working so hard. I didn't even have time for to have a life. I mean, I had money. 
but I didn't have time to enjoy and have experiences. So I didn't look at it as a good job. To me, my mind frame, I work to enjoy life, not work to pay bills. That's something that's already known that you have to do. So I wasn't enjoying the position that I was in. I was stressed out. And I had to remove that from, I had to remove myself from that situation because of everything that I had been through. I had to start creating a life for myself. And I'm like, you know, this is my passion. I can help assist people with healing. I can motivate people. I can help heal people. I can talk to people and tell them about my story. And that's how I got to here. Wow. And look at God. Wow. This is, it's crazy to see no. that. No, it's not crazy. It's, 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 you know what I, what I consistently hear in your voice? First of all, you're, you're authentic and you're down home, which I love. And I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm a Southern boy. And, uh, and it rings true in your tone and, and like I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor. And so, mm. so I, I know when it, I know what you felt like. I was laughing at you about Africa, but I know when they when they told me I had cancer, I had some places I wanted to go to. Okay, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and because you just never know, because I don't care what any when people tell you that term or cancer or tumor or anything that's cancerous, it always feels terminal. Right? I don't because mm-hmm. you don't think about who survived. All you know is that cancer people die, and yes. so and so yes. and so. When that happens, and then it happened to you at much younger age than I was when I discovered it. And But when you find out about it, it does put you everything in perspective. And I, I like mm-hmm. to believe that if the, one of the greater levels of perspective is to say, you know, so I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do with my life because it's the only one I have. I, I, I like yeah. to be as one of the driving forces to your passion right now and why you're successful. Now, in opening up this CBD store, what were some of the obstacles of opening New Leaf Number 1? Oh, okay. <laughs> don't, you, don't you do that to me. <laughs> so let me tell you, when I decided to do this, I, I wanted to have a business partner. Yes, ma'am. I did not want to go into this by myself um, because to run a business with one brain is very challenging. And so I was talking to many people and everybody was like, oh, that's dope. That's what's up. Da, 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 right. Mm-hmm. But no one wanted to put no money in. People like to reap the benefits. They don't want to, but they don't want to go through the work. Right. And so I got tired of trying to sell my dreams to people who I thought was going to benefit from it. I stopped trying to, you know, wait for somebody to give me confirmation that this was a go. And I said, well, God, I'm going to need you to be my business partner. I'm going to need you to assist me with this because this is my first rodeo and I need your assistance all the, all through it. I need you to cover me in the blood as I continue to move forward because sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. And when he, when I had that talk with God, I felt it. He told me to go. I literally felt like I heard a voice that said, move, like go do what you got to do. And I'm a, I'm a make sure you're okay. And when I tell you, I decided to make that leap and things started to fall into place. Now, let me tell you, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like it was easy. Cause I remember coming into this building that I chose and having to paint walls, do the floors. And I was crying while I was doing it. My back was hurting everything in me. I was everyone who said that they was going to help. Some people didn't show up, you know, um, <laughs> having to get contracts. But, but, you know, the thing about it is that it didn't stop you, though. It, 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 it didn't. The, 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 here's the beauty. Let me ask you this. OK, can you buy your products online? Yeah. OK, cool. So can you do me a favor? 
Okay, because I'm a fan. Uh-huh. I'm a fan. Jacquees Jennings. Um, because uh-huh. I, 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 I've been going through. I, I saw you featured in Essence. I saw you featured in the EUR Web. You know, you've done a great job of promoting your brand and being on my show is another angle of getting the word out. That, that I commend you on that because if people don't know about your business. Then guess what? People can't buy your business. Okay, absolutely. And so I have a newsletter that I, I give out every Friday at nine a.m. It goes out to ninety thousand followers. I like to put a nice little on online ad in there. It's free of charge. It's part of the whole thing of why I created Money Making Conversation. So if you don't mind, give me a banner ad. And so I can start promoting your brand and, and help you and let you know you got a friend on and Rashawn McDonald is willing to build your brand free of charge. Is that cool? That means, that means so much to me and blessings your way. That really means a lot to me because I really want people to start healing and it's not even just about being a black-owned business. Right. Mm-hmm. I want people to start to be able to just think for themselves and pay attention to what they put in their body because when people start to find out how these medications are approved through the FDA, they'll start to actually read the ingredients inside of their bottles. Right. Because I love the I love this. The, the, it's kind of like a green, uh, light green, brown bottle design. It looks really cool. Looks professional. Everything looks wonderful. I'm just looking at images on the various ads and things like that. I just I, I, I love what you're doing here. I love the fact that you don't have to have a prescription to buy your product. I love the fact that I, I, you know, I have some good friends who are doing this as well. But, you know, you wanted a few females who have cracked that glass ceiling to go out there and do this on your own. So I'm going to yes, do my best. I, I got six sisters, so I got to help out one more little sis. Okay, I'm put. I'm going to throw I, you in the little I sis bandwagon. Is that. that cool? That's perfectly <laughs> fine with me. That's right. perfectly fine with me. I appreciate you. And so, again, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, Miss Jennings. And again, you are special. Your motivation is on point. Your honesty is off the chart. And your authenticity is a blessing. Okay? I appreciate that. And I'm sending you nothing but love and blessings. And I, I pray that God keep you covered as well, you and your family. I appreciate you. We talk soon. Okay. If you want to hear All more right, episodes bye-bye. of Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. 